0: I want to live. I want to give. I've been a miner for a heart of gold. This is Carl Zinsmeister with Sweet Charity, a series of stories about how private giving solves public problems, adapted from the Philanthropy Roundtable's Almanac of American Philanthropy, which is now available in a new compact edition. In the late 1980s, three sweating, scrabbling prospectors in a rural corner of Brazil dug up one of the greatest natural treasures ever seen by human eyes a single massive crystal of the precious mineral known as aquamarine. It was three feet long and weighed 100 pounds. Aquamarines the size of a marble are rare enough to cost thousands of dollars. And this one was not only huge, but also of an extraordinary quality. Clear and deeply colored. Aquamarines are prized for their green-blue hues. Their very name translates as seawater. And in this case, you should envision hot Caribbean blue rather than Coney Island green. The lucky prospectors knew they had found something extraordinary. But even with three of them, something unthinkable happened in the process of wrestling the 100-pound brute out of the mine. They dropped the crystal. It broke into three pieces. Two of the chunks were sold and cut up into faceted stones for rings and bracelets worth millions of dollars. The third chunk, the biggest, posed a dilemma. Even with two parts broken off, this astonishing piece of perfect aquamarine was a six-sided shaft two feet long and six inches in diameter. That made it the biggest aquamarine gem in the world. It's unlikely a finer specimen will ever surface again. It seemed a crime to cut that perfect column of crystal into a pile of baubles to be mounted in expensive cocktail jewelry. So, a consortium of gem professionals purchased the remaining pillar of aquamarine and brought it to an extraordinary German gem cutter who was making a name for himself by carving large specimens of precious stones into artistic sculptures. He studied the crystal for four months before he touched it. Then he spent six months cutting, faceting, and polishing it. He would only let himself work on it for two hours per day because a single slip of the hand could shatter the piece. By the end of 1992, he had created an incredible aquamarine obelisk, about two feet tall and still weighing five pounds. It's roughly the shape of the Washington Monument, but in an otherworldly transparent neon blue, with starbursts carved into its back to reflect light. It was dubbed the Dom Pedro Aquamarine. This one-of-a-kind gem was displayed in a few international cities. But by the late 1990s, the partners who owned it wanted to get their money out of the project. They tried to sell it to the Smithsonian Institution for $10 million. The Smithsonian curator of gems had his breath taken away by the piece. But he explained that the Smithsonian couldn't ask Congress for $10 million to buy a crystal. Its collection was built up from donations made by private citizens. At this point, the Brazilian ownership partner began to discuss cutting up the 10,000-carat gem into hundreds of jewelry stones that could be sold for tens of millions of dollars. At that point, a mineral collector in the U.S. named Jane Mitchell and her husband, Jeff Bland, got involved. They had just sold the surgical tool company they'd built up for millions of dollars. And like many successful and generous American business people, they wanted to put some of their proceeds to work for the public good. At this point, I'll let Smithsonian Gem Curator Jeffrey Post describe the reaction of philanthropists Mitchell and Bland. When they realized there was a threat to the piece, they immediately decided that they wanted to buy the piece to preserve it, And so, if not for them, it wouldn't be here today. Jane Mitchell explains that she and her husband were horrified when they heard the Dom Pedro might be chopped into jewelry stones. She thought, oh no, you can't cut that up. The couple decided to buy the aquamarine, not for themselves, but to donate it, to make sure this one-of-a-kind natural wonder would be protected and made available for the public to marvel over and enjoy. I thought that would be such a loss so that's when my husband and I stepped forward and said well we'd like to purchase it. We had no desire to hold on to it privately. We felt it should strike awe in as many people as could be because that's how we felt when we looked at it. In 2011, Jane Mitchell and Jeff Bland presented the Dom Pedro Aquamarine to the Smithsonian Institution as their gift to the nation. It is the most spectacular stone of its kind on the planet, ten times the size of the next runner-up, and of dazzling quality. Indeed, it is one of the rarest and most beautiful gems ever seen. And it is now displayed for all visitors to our nation's capital inside the Smithsonian's walk-in vault, right next to the Hope Diamond. All thanks to two business people with an eye for beauty, and a willingness to put up millions of dollars of their own money to make sure one of the world's great gifts of nature would not be destroyed or locked away from public enjoyment. For Sweet Charity, this has been Carl Zinsmeister. And for more tales from the Almanac of American Philanthropy, which is now available in an updated compact edition, find the book at Amazon.